this podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Let me just give you a little thought. that I, I believe it's more than a thought tonight. I believe it's God wanting to do something within a lot of you here. Psalms 512, which is a, a, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, it says this, that, that God, He blesses the righteous. And his favor surrounds them like a shield. Now you can read that in a lot of different translations. I mean, some of them are outstanding. But I like the thought that Father God's favor surrounds me like a shield. And I'm saying that right now that that I believe some of you start speaking that over your life every day. Look at yourself in the mirror tomorrow morning and say, I thank you, Father God, you bless the righteous me. And your favor surrounds me like a shield. And I'm going to tell you, all that is, it's almost like God is smiling on everything you do. And I was around a man today, guys, and he was in great need. He's a, he's a, he's a uh, missionary. Man, he stirred me up and he started tell, talking about favor today. And he said, I told the Lord, man, I need your favor upon me. My, on, on our ministry here, I need a new building. And he said, man, I kept living that every day. I started talking about the favor of God. He said, I run into a businessman. The businessman looked at me and he said, man, God's put on my heart. I'm I'm to write you a check for a quarter of a million. I thought, praise God. God is a big God. But it takes me and you hooking up with him, okay? Start believing the favor of God. Just as favor is all over you and watch what will happen. That's not tonight's sermon, okay? That's just a freebie. Psalms 512, write that down, okay? Many times when you have me pray for you, I'll pray that over you if you'll listen. Okay, go to Matthew 16. This is where we ended last week, or we talked about it. I want to go back in it a little bit further tonight. You know, in the natural, any time a king gives an order, his soldiers or whoever he gives that order to, they will carry it out. They will realize, I have to do something with what the king told me to do. In other words, when the king gives the order, they don't expect the king to go out and execute it. They know who's to execute it. Well, we have a king named Jesus. And he's given us some orders and some authority and some delegated power. And he's saying, listen guys, you've got to learn to do something with what I've given you, okay? So this is kind of where we're at right now, talking about the authority of the believer. If you remember last week in, in Matthew 16 here, Jesus asked two questions, and the first one he said is, Who do men say that I am? Some say he's a prophet, some say he's a priest, some say he's John the Baptist. Then the next question he asked is he said, But who do you say that I am? So he gets real personal there, and Peter says in in this chapter here, Matthew 16, verse 16, he said, You are the Christ. You are the Son of God. And so through this, Peter right here, he he lets us know how we get born again. How Jesus becomes the Lord of our life, just like that. Now let's begin back in, in chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, verse 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. Now who who did Jesus say he would build his church with or through? 
himself. He said, I'm going to build my church. But he said right here, I'm going to use stones. Now, if you look at there, he said, you are Peter. And on this rock or this stone, on this brick, I'm going to build my church. So this is right after Peter really confesses Jesus as Lord. So right there, in a roundabout way or a nutshell, Jesus is saying this. I'm going to use Peter's. I'm going to use stones. I'm going to use bricks, rocks. Just like every one of you who give your heart to me like Peter did. And I'm going to build my church. Now look how he ends in verse 18. And he says, And the gates of hell, or the power of death, will not prevail against it, the church. And he's saying, you know what? The gates of hell will not stop my kingdom from advancing. Not going to happen. And guess how it's going to happen? He's going to use people just like you and me. That we begin to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. Not in me, not in my might or my power, my ability, but in Christ Jesus. That's the key. If you read those epistles, you'll find out over and over who you are in Christ Jesus. This is who I am. It's important you start confessing that over yourself. Not who people say you are. Who does God say you are? You know, the, one, the, the number one reason children fail in life is because what's been spoken over them. Many of you have had stuff spoken over, over you. You'll never amount to nothing. You're stupid. You're a failure. And if you're not careful, you'll buy into that garbage. God never said that, okay? So what happens here is according to Romans 12... I've got to renew my mind. It says be transformed by the renewing of your mind to the Word of God. So you know what that means? I start speaking and I start saying about myself what God says. And you know what? I don't care what people say. I can be everything that God says I can be. I can have everything God says I can have. And I can do everything God says I can do. And so can me and you, okay? He just got to say, got to hook up with me. Verse 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Now, it's interesting right here. Note he, who he gave the keys to. You, me, Peter's, believers. And he says here, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Now, what he's fixing to say next to every one of us is, the keys will, will teach me and you, how the kingdom of God works. Now he said, I've given you the keys, but he's getting ready to tell me and you how the keys work. Now don't you want to know how the keys work? Well, look what he says right here, and this is so powerful. This is Jesus, and he says, and whatever you, note here, he didn't say, whatever I bind. He said, whatever you bind. So he's talking to me and you directly as believers. He said, whatever you bind, and note where he says this, where whatever you bind on earth, earthlings, that's me and you, we're still here. The word bind means to declare improper or unlawful. So whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose, the word loose means to declare proper or lawful. Where at? 
right here on earth will be loosed in heaven. So he gives me a little bit of insight on what he's talking about. So this is the way it would look. All this has got to be done in the name of Jesus. So I would say this. In the name of Jesus, I bind you up. And that could be a spirit, uh, uh, an evil spirit. That could be sickness. That could be disease. That could be oppression. Depression. That could be anger. Where you say out of your mouth, in the name of Jesus, I bind you up. In other words, you will not operate in my life. I break your assignment over my life. And when I loose the things of God, the loosening would be the blessings of God, joy, peace. You can loose mercy. You can loose grace. That you just begin saying, I loose that. I loose the favor of God on me. In the name of Jesus. So right here, he begins to give us insight on how this works and how it would look. Now, I want you to think about this just for a second. For me to loose or to bind means I must speak it out of my mouth. You must say it, okay? Proverbs 18.22 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you've got to start boldly in the name of Jesus speaking these things out of your mouth. It's important that you verbally confess things. Now, if, if you've gone to church here long enough, you've heard me say nu numerous times that you, you can call them daily confessions or you can call them affirmations, that you're affirming something in your life. Oh, I don't know, it's probably been 15 years ago. I would carry a little thing and look kind of like a wallet with me, but it wasn't a wallet. It had little three-by-five cards in there. And every morning I would walk and I would carry those cards and I would begin to speak the things of God over my mouth. You know what actually I was doing? I was loosing them in my life. I would speak and I'd speak. At that time I had about 35 affirmations. Now I'm back up to about 100. And so when I walk in the mornings, it'll, it'll just start rolling out and it'll always start with honor to Father God. I thank you, Father God, you're my Father. I thank you, you're Yahweh today. You're the great Jehovah. You're the creator and I'm the creation. And then I get over, man, I'll repent. I thank you for allowing me to repent today. I get my heart right. But then I'll receive Jesus and I'll thank Jesus for everything he's done. And I'll say, I thank you, Lord, I'm bound to your blood. I have been justified by you. I have been sanctified you. I have been redeemed by you. And the redeemed of the Lord says that... that I, I no longer have to walk in sickness, death, or poverty. I thank you today that, that my body is healthy and whole from the crown of my head to the soles and the tips of my toes. And I speak over my mind. I say my mind is sound. My emotions are sound. My memory is sound. I thank you, Father God, that you've blessed me. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. You've blessed me, the righteous. You've blessed me indeed. You've enlarged my territory. Your hand is about... So I can go over this, over this, over this. It'll just begin to flow out of me, begin to flow out of me. And a lot of it then I'll ultimately get over and I'll pray over my marriage. I'll bind my wife to the marriage. She's a Proverbs 31. Woman. I bind my kids to the blood. Man, and then guess what, guys? I'll start binding you guys. If you're planted in this church, I bind you to the blood. I loose the blessings of God on you, your marriages and stuff. And so all I'm doing, guys, is I'm taking advantage of my heritage. How did you get born again? When, when, when you received Jesus in your life as Lord and Savior, you didn't look and just nod. 
you opened your mouth and you asked Jesus to come into your heart. This is important, okay? Now remember the key to this is, is Philippians 2, 9 through 11. It says that Father God bestowed the name of, of, of all names upon Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name in heaven, in earth, and in hell. Now let me give you a little insight about heaven, earth, and hell. Who's in heaven? The angels. Who's in earth? People. Who's in hell? The demons. The name of Jesus is above every one of them, okay? It's a big name. It's, a bi it's got clout. Once again, I said last week, it's a lot better than American Express. It's good everywhere. Good everywhere, okay? Now let's go a little bit farther tonight. Go with me just back to the left just a little bit to Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Now, let me tell you something. With what I just said to you, it's one thing to confess the word. It's another thing to get it in your heart. you got to get it in your heart, okay? And there's times it may just be coming out of your mouth, but I promise you, if you speak the word of God long enough, it's going to get in your heart. It's going to start taking root. So speak it from your heart. Learn to get it in your heart. Matthew 6, now this is the Lord's Prayer. I'm just going to read verses 9 and 10. It says, in this manner, therefore, pray, or guidelines. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Woo, that great name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? Right here on earth as it is in heaven. So whose will be done? God's. And how is God's will to be done? Right here on earth as it is in heaven. So it's the Lord's will right here. For me and you to pray and to loose these things, you know why? Because he told his disciples, pray this way. Pray that, that your will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. So here's the question again that rises up. What's going on in heaven? What's happened in heaven? And if you begin to understand heaven, you'll realize, if it's not allowed in heaven, God's saying, man, don't allow that in your life. Don't allow that in your family. Don't allow that in your home. But i got to understand the things that, that happen through the name of Jesus. And this is what he's talking about. If you'll note here, he did not say one thing about when you get to heaven. He said, his kingdom come, his will be done, right here on earth as it is in heaven. Notice, he didn't say, once you get to heaven. And so what happens a lot of times with believers is we, we put it into eternity. When we get to heaven, I, I'm not going to need the name of Jesus. I'm going to be with him. I'm going to be hanging out with him. And, and there isn't anything in heaven that, that's going on there that, that is bad or ugly. It's life. It's, it's the fulfillment of everything. And so what he's talking about, guys, is we are to utilize that right here on earth, okay? Right now as believers. Now, let's go a little, little, little bit deeper again. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. And all I'm wanting to do here, guys, is give, give every one of us in this room an opportunity to biblically see what the Word of God says about our authority, okay? Not what Pastor Stormy says or what Billy Graham has said. I want you to see what the B-I-B-L-E says, what the Word of God says. Mark 16, verse 15. And Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Okay? That's still his heartbeat. His number one goal, I believe, is for people to get born again, to get saved. 
Now look what happens in verse 16. He who believes and in, in, in is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Now, just, just with what he said there in that verse, let, let, let me clarify something. You don't have to be water baptized to be saved, okay? And some people say, whoa, wait a minute, wait. And I'm not downplaying water baptism. If you look, and water baptism is a great, great deal. You know, when you, you get born again, belief is a witness of what happened in your heart. An inward witness. Water baptism is an outward manifestation of what took place inwardly. It seals us, okay? But water baptism does not save you. This is big. And you say, well, how can you prove that? Well, I'm glad you asked. If you think there in Luke chapter 23, Jesus is on the cross and he's surrounded by two criminals. One of them right there receives Jesus as Lord of his life. And you know what Jesus says to him? Today you'll be with me in paradise. In heaven. Do you think that guy got water baptized? Did you, do you think he said, hey, wait a minute, boys, let me off the cross and let me get water baptized. But didn't happen, okay? Now, I'm not downplaying water baptism. But what happens a lot of times, if we're not biblically taught, we have this mentality, well, I was water baptized when I was three. I'm going to heaven. Be careful, okay? Just be, don't get mad at me, okay? Don't get upset with me. I'm just wanting you to be biblical here, all right? I don't know why I'm throwing that in. We'll keep reading here. Verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. The literal Greek word for follow there means these signs will accompany. Who will these signs accompany? Those who believe. Those who got born again. Now, note here in verses uh, 17 and 18. How many times it uses the word they here? And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they. They. Now the key to all this, once again, the, the first point is, in His name. When I speak in the name of Jesus, I have legal access or legal authority because of that name. So he said, in my name, they, believers will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Now, all this is to be done in the name of Jesus. Every bit of it. Now, this was Jesus' words. Do you think this couldn't happen or wouldn't happen if he, he wouldn't have said that? I believe he's telling, this is my desire for you. So once again, I've got to come in the name of Jesus. I've got to speak in the name of Jesus. Over and over and over. But I've got to get that in my heart. Now a lot of people would say, well, you know, if it's the will of God, then I'll do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's the will of God. You know how I know it's the will of God? He told us. He said, in my name, you'll do these things. So anytime I can find it's written, you know what God's word is? Or God's will is? It's God's word. You know what God's word is? It's his will. 
So he tells us exactly what he's going to do. Once again, he leads us through salvation according to Romans 10, 9 and 10. And he says, if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. So, if it's God's will, I'll be saved. If I do what he asked me to do and I obey what the king tells me, then I'll walk in those victories. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Now, where we're heading here, I'm, I'm just giving you biblical references for you to have something to stand on. And you know what? You lay hands on yourself and you lay hands on your kids in the name of Jesus. But the key to all this, guys, is I must get a revelation of the name of Jesus. I must get an understanding. And remember last week, one of our, our scriptures we used was uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. And it says that the eyes of my understanding in, it may be enlightened, that I may know. What is the calling and the inheritance or the riches? So one of the things is, is I've got to get a revelation of this name. I've got to get that on the inside of me. And the way that happens is when you start getting into the Word of God, the Word of God will start showing you who you are. The Word of God will create faith, guys, and you'll begin to believe those things. You'll begin to look and say, this is what God's Word says. This is what God's Word said. Over and over, this is what God's Word said. Okay, and I want you to look at this here. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily, every day, at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask or to beg alms from those who entered the temple. So he'd sit out in front of the church. Can you spare some change? Verse 3. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. Now, the use of, a, of another person's name to declare legal rights is called the power of attorney. This is exactly what Jesus did. He privileged me and you with power, and he said, I'm giving you access to use my name. Use it. And so if you'll note here, this man named Peter and John they didn't say, in the name of Peter and John. They said, in the name of Jesus. So Peter and John understood where their authority came from. So look what takes place in, in verse 6. And he took him by the right hand, and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Now when I read that right there, it, this shows me Peter had a revelation of the name of Jesus. I mean, it said he lifted this guy up. He picked him up. And something happened. I can tell you this right now. Don't go picking people up unless you've got a revelation of the name. Okay? Have a revelation of the name and then be bold with it just as that. But if you don't have a revelation, get the word in you. Get the word in you. Let the word of God saturate you. So this happens and look what happens. Verse 7. After he got healed. Verse 8. And so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple within, walking and leaping and praising God. Well, I guess so. 
He's been lame his whole life. Can you imagine? I bet people are looking and saying, that's the dude who used to lay out here every day. What happened to him? Verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So it brings up a great, a great uh, debate. How did all this happen? How did all this take place? And i got to skip. J- jump with me to verse 12 real quick. So when Peter saw it, and this was the debate, the people were freaking out. He, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or our godliness we made this man walk? Same chapter. Verse 16. And his name through faith in his name. Now get a hold of that right there. Right there. His name through faith in that name. So there's, there's a couple things i got to get right there with what Peter said. I speak the name of Jesus, but when I speak the name of Jesus, I speak it with the faith that, you know what? Everything that name stands for is going to happen. I believe when I lay hands on this is going to happen. I believe when I speak in the name of Jesus, this is going to happen. So Peter right there is, is really teaching me, and he says, in his, in his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him, Jesus, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now, Peter right here, he attributed the healing to, to not a unique human effort, but he attributed it to faith in the name of Jesus. So once again, there's an element of faith. When you got born again, you had to have an element of faith. What was that? Most of us in here, when we gave our heart to Jesus, we heard someone preach about Jesus. But yet, I, I, I never saw Jesus when I got born again. Let me ask you, did anyone of you in here see Jesus face to face when you got born again? Physically. Was he standing there with a the, the business card and say, hey, I'm Jesus, you really need to receive me? No. But there was an element of faith. Man, when I began to read the Word of God and study that, and I heard a preacher talk, man, I thought, this is real. And so I stepped out by faith, and I received that. This is the same way we use the name of Jesus. But the key here is, I've got to get, I've got to get a revelation of that name where, when it comes out of me, faith. Now, after this, they warned Peter and them and said, don't you dare speak in the name of Jesus. Those guys understood when Peter and John spoke in the name of Jesus, something happened. Something happened. Now, I want to end with this. Acts 19. Acts chapter 19. And the reason I'm going to read this is this is why you've got to get a revelation of the name of Jesus, okay? You've got to get where you know who you are in Christ. You know who the name of Jesus is. Where you speak it out of your mouth with a boldness and with faith. Acts 19, verse 11. Now God worked an unusual miracle by the hands of Paul. God did it. But he worked through Paul. Now you know what? He'll do the same through me and you. Anytime you see a, a, a miracle or a gift of healing, understand God's the one who did that. 
It just flowed through a human being. It, it had nothing to do with them. All they were was the, 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 the messenger boy, okay? And so even with Apostle Paul, that's what happened. So he goes on to say, So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, the disease left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, Now get this, We exorcise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Not a good idea, okay? Not a good deal. So guess what? These yahoos are seeing what Paul had done, and they said, well, hey, let's just try that them ourselves. So look what goes on and takes place, verse 14. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Now, it's interesting right here, guys. That these evil spirits recognized the ones that understood their authority. They knew who, who could, they could bully and who they couldn't. And they said, Jesus we know, and Paul we know. But who in the heck are you guys? So look what goes ahead and takes place. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. That had been quite a, a show, wouldn't it? This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on all them, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Now, understand this. The name of Jesus belongs to every believer. But the name of Jesus is not a magical phrase or a magical charm, okay? i got to get a revelation of that name. And i got to speak that name with an element of faith. And so I encourage you, allow the Word of God begin to teach you. Begin to feed on that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage you from using the name. Use the name of Jesus. But understand this, just through this teaching here, I have delegated power and authority but what Peter said, the name through faith in that name. Understand, when you use the name of Jesus, if nothing happens, it's not because the name doesn't have power. So you know what that means? Something's with me, all right? Anytime in my life when I pray and things don't happen, and I'm using the name of Jesus, I realize Jesus didn't blow it. Jesus doesn't blow it. So guess who that points back to? Me. And there's times i got to say, man, i got to get more faith in me. i got to build my faith up. Now, stand, don't, don't stand up just yet. This is how we're going to end tonight. Last night we were here at Tuesday night prayer, and we began to pray. And after it was over, man, just, just real sweet anointing in here. And there were several of us in here that were having some, some stuff within our physical bodies. So we believe in this church to lay hands on the sick, and they recover in Jesus' name. According to James 5, we believe in anointing you with oil and praying the prayer of faith over you. And it says you'll be healed. So we just begin to anoint each other with the prayer of oil. And we begin to pray and lay hands on each other. And I let them lay hands on me in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you guys, my body is recovering. It is recovering. 
I say that tonight, and this is how we're going to end. If, if you have sickness in your body tonight, and you would like for us to pray for you, when we dismiss here, I welcome you to come down here. We're going to get over in faith. We're not going to pray some courtesy prayers. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus. And we're going to lay hands on you. And I believe that's important that we just be a, a New Testament church. So stand up here with me tonight and let's pray. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.